Hello everyone and welcome to our midweek podcast from Avila Presbyterian Church. Uh, through uh, these weeks, our, our podcasts uh, are uh, really a recording of our midweek on Tuesday nights. And over these weeks, we've been going through the material uh, on Fornoi uh, from PCI. And this evening, we want to think about what it means to follow Jesus through difficult days. As we begin this evening, uh, let me read these words from Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust. O my God, do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame, but they will be put to shame those who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Saviour and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love for they are from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. And here we end the reading uh, of God's word as we come to recognise the God who we come before, the God in which all blessings flow, the one in which we honour him we will not be put to shame the one who will be our guide through all uh, times. With this in mind, let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you this evening. Lord, to recognise your deep blessings in all that we may do, to recognise your goodness and love to each one of us. Heavenly Father, we pray for that awareness, Lord, of your hand upon us in all that we may do. Help us know of your rich blessings throughout our lives and help us know of what it means to continue to uh, build our faith up in you. To know, Lord, of those uh, times in which you look to teach and direct us. And even through the difficulties, even through the hard times that we may see the greatness of your hand upon us, the joy of what it means to rely on you. For how easily, Lord, can we look backwards to ourselves uh, and to the things in which we once trusted in, rather into the things that we have learnt about you. Help us know of the great joy it is to continue to hold our focus on you to know of those things that you look to teach us each day, to rely on you in all that we may face. Lord, we pray for that awareness of your love to us, that awareness of what it means to trust in you, and that joy of knowing the Holy Spirit prompting and teaching us each day. Lord, be with us, we pray, in Jesus' loving name. Amen. 
Well, just before we come to our main scripture reading this evening, we're going to listen to an item of praise sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family. This item of praise titled, Behold Our God. Let us 
For now, just about everything about church life is difficult due to the restrictions arising from COVID-19. We face the challenge of having to think differently and wondering what we can do. One of the questions we find ourselves asking is how we can continue finding ways of following Jesus together in this season of our church life. I wonder if you find that challenging too. James chapter 1 has lots to say about following Jesus when times are tough. At this time, when it's difficult to develop discipleship because something we're used doing together suddenly finds us forced apart, this passage reminds us how following Jesus isn't always easy and involves encouraging each other to keep going through the hard times. Now is an important message to think about how other people can gently help us get a handle on what God might be doing when life feels uphill, or sharing what we have found encouraging in our walk with God during the period of the pandemic. It also involves finding fresh ways to pursue and persevere in the faith when so much of our regular church life has been disrupted, and also discovering what it means to persevere and how we can help each other to just keep going even having a good conversation with someone else about following Jesus at this time. For now, it's so important to focus on simple things and find the one thing that we can all do to help each other to follow Jesus in this next season of our church life. Those uh, are words from Rick Hill. Uh, who uh, is involved uh, in the material for now for PCI uh, and gives us uh, a little bit of an introduction into our topic this evening. Well now let us come to our main reading this evening. It's taken from the letter of James and we're going to read uh, verses 1 to 8 from chapter 1 of the letter of James. Let us come to God's word. James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all, without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you asked, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable, in all that they do. Here, we end the reading of God's word to us. Let's pray just before we come to it. Heavenly Father, we pray this evening for that awareness that through your word we may know direction and guidance. We may know our faith being built up. We may know the great wisdom that you long to give us in life. 
and that, Lord, you may help us not to doubt what you can do. We ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, how many times have we said about the struggles and difficulties uh, that this pandemic has uh, given us? But how about thinking about it in a way that this is something that is good for us? It is something uh, that will bring us closer to God as we uh, think about what John, uh, sorry, we think about what James says here. Consider it pure joy. How are we to look at that as we think about following Jesus in difficult and dark days? For many methods that we usually deploy uh, to develop uh, discipleship in our, our church life, they've been impacted by the restrictions on gathering together from this pandemic. An aspect of church life that particularly requires us to be together has suddenly become more difficult when circumstances have forced us to be apart. However, more than ever we need to find simple ways of helping one another to follow Jesus together against this background of dark and difficult days. And as we turn to these words this evening, James gives us every impression of being a writer in a hurry. He doesn't linger at the start of his letter, warming the readers up gently before getting down to business. Instead, he gives the briefest of greetings and gets straight into things. On top of his agenda are trials and how we respond to them. And right away, he sees what kind of letter this is. Practical, pithy, and it's very direct. He tells us straight away, trials are normal. They are not unexpected or freak occurrences. They are, sadly, part and parcel of regular life in following Jesus. But they are not a reality that we welcome. Many of us have experienced times when things seem as if they couldn't get any worse, only to watch in horror as they did. It doesn't matter if the trials are primarily physical, social, relational or spiritual. We wonder if we will be able to keep going. And James's plea to us, whatever our situation, is to not let such times finish us as Christians. In fact, just uh, just a few verses later, uh, in verse 12, he offers us a prospect of not just scraping through the trials, but actually growing as Christians in our trials. Verse 12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. This is a mouth-watering prospect. Preserving and receiving wonderful blessing from God at the end of it all. So the question then, how can we become someone who perseveres, stands firm in faith through hard times? and knows blessing from God in our suffering uh, for our present and eternal future. That is exactly what James shows us in these opening verses. Firstly, he tells us to consider it pure joy that we're going through these things. James is telling us not to think about our trials in a certain way. 
There is a point of view which we need to adopt, a particular way to consider what's going on. Notice that James talks of trials of many kinds. There is a whole range of trials that James has in mind. Some of the trials that James's readers were facing at this point in time, poverty, injustice, conflict, sickness and grief. And it is easy when undergoing hardship to think that our particular situation is different to everybody else's. That the normal rules don't apply to us and that we are an exception to the rest. But by keeping his language broad, James is showing us that what he is about is applies to each one of us. James says there is a way to think about it that can bring joy. We will actually be robbing ourselves of joy if we ignore what he is about to say. Verse 3 tells us that trials teach us to uh, persevere. They put us in situations where it is not easy to keep going and where we will only uh, do so with a measure of determination. And perseverance is the means to that wonderful end that we uh, be mature and complete and not lack anything. James is talking about being rounded and formed as a Christian, growing into the very people that we were created and saved to be. It is suffering that proves, strengthens and deepens our faith. Faith is like a muscle in a human body. It is worked out that it, when it grows. It needs something to push against. Physical training and is painful and sweaty process. Muscles, muscle growth requires discomfort. Faith needs, to, needs the pushback of trials for us to grow spiritually. Trials and difficulties are an opportunity to cling on to the promises of God more tightly. It is a humbling lesson for us. For it reminds us that we need maturing as Christians. We all have further to grow up and to move on in the Christian life. There is no room for being smug. God is not after just a little bit of change in our lives. And if all we pursue is comfort, we will never become truly mature in our faith. As well as humbling us, this also is a great encouragement for us. It assures us that there is a purpose for our trials. They are not for nothing and they are never wasted experiences. Why? Because God is achieving something in us as we pursue, as we persevere through them. F.B. Meyer, a commentary writer, once said that trials are God's vote of confidence in us. None of this means that they are not painful. We are not to pretend trials and griefs do not hurt us. It is natural and normal that they do. And it would be a denial of our humanity to think that we should be immune to the pains of hardship in our lives and in the lives of others. But nor is James saying that we should go out looking for hardship that we should deliberately create situations 
uh, in which we suffer. No, suffering in all of itself is not a good thing. But James is saying that it is what God can accomplish through suffering that is good, not the suffering in itself. It is an opportunity to gain the most valuable thing on earth, a faith that is complete and lacking nothing, maturity and depth in our relationship with God. And so, if you will, it is a battle with the will. James is not saying that Christians will automatically be able to experience joy in suffering. We are called to consider trials in this way. We need to fight to think about them in a way, in the right way, consciously to to force our perspective and vision above and beyond the present suffering, so that we will look forward to the good that God will over time produce through them. Above all, we can relish the pulse, quickening promise that God is using such trials to make us more and more like Jesus. And during these times of intense pain, it is common to feel a sense of a disorientation, to lose our bearings, Trials and confusions tend to go together. And so that's why James tells us to ask God for wisdom. James knows that at times when we feel the need, most often we lack wisdom. And so we are to come to God. It is that simple. We do not need to feel that. In the middle of trials, this is a time when we have to prove ourselves. To show God that we have been paying attention in class and now we have it all figured out. It's okay to ask God for wisdom. It's okay to need guidance. James assumes both that we will need wisdom and yet we lack wisdom. That's why he counsels us to ask God for it. We are supposed to feel that we need divine help. It is healthy at these times to realise how much we don't know. And look at what James says about what happens when we ask God for wisdom. He gives generously. He gives to all. He gives without finding fault. Notice what James is doing here. He is reminding us what we already know about God, and this is key. As we approach him in times of distress and confusion, we need to remind ourselves of who we know God to be, of who he has shown himself to be. These truths we discovered when we first began to believe the message of the gospel. We realised then just how generous God is. And so what James does here is to remind us again of those truths that we already know about God. But James tells us also not to doubt the things of God. And as James unpacks what he means by doubt, it is immediately apparent that he is talking about someone with split loyalties. By doubt, James means someone who is double-minded, someone we might think of as fickle or two-faced. I wonder 
If you've ever been in a position in which you're looking to board a boat, maybe quite a small boat, and you put one foot into the boat and the other is still on the land, and in a split second you have a sense of uncertainty in which you really want to uh, board the boat. And what happens is that the boat starts getting further and further away from the land. And before you know it, you have discovered uh, that you can do the splits for a split second and then you fall into the water. The double-minded doubter is like that person tittering would be. The person who is in a precarious position One foot is in the kingdom of God and the other on the world. Christian wisdom is pulling them in one direction and worldly wisdom is pulling them in the other. They are unstable. James likens them to the turbulent waves bouncing haphazardly all over the sea. But what James is telling us in these verses, his point is clear. We need to be as sincere about receiving God's wisdom as he is about giving it to us. When we lack wisdom, as we often do in the heat of trials, we ask God, assured that he will give what we need to receive. For that is the kind of God he is. The one who gives generously. The one who gives to all without finding fault. And we trust in the things that we know about God. Following Jesus isn't all about enjoying special circumstances, special experiences on the mountaintop. It's also about learning to follow him in the difficulties of the valley. Followers of Jesus need to understand they aren't immune from suffering. And that discipleship often involves a cost. So these verses teach us about our own trials and suggest ways in which we might encourage others in their faith as they experience difficult circumstances. Let us continue to encourage others through these difficult and dark days to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. We're going to do that now as we listen to our second item of praise this evening, again sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family, Turn Your Eyes Unto Jesus. and mercy embrace. 
the Son of God gave his life for us, and our measureless debt was erased. Jesus, to you we lift our eyes. Jesus, our glory and our prize. We adore you, behold you, our Savior ever true. Oh, Jesus, we turn our eyes to you. Turn your eyes to the morning and see Christ the we come uh, to the end uh, of our podcast we want to uh, also do as we normally do and bring uh, others before us in prayer for through these dark and difficult days as we look to follow Jesus we know uh, the real uh, blessings that we can be as we continue to keep one another in prayer let us do that now Heavenly Father As we approach your throne of grace, we give you thanks, Lord, that we have access to this in Jesus' name. And so, Heavenly Father, we want to bring before you those who are suffering through these days. Recognising, Lord, that through it uh, they may know of your rich promises and that that they may grow closer to you. But, Heavenly Father, we long... Uh, to bring them before you, 
to know of your promises, to know of your comfort and peace. Lord, we bring before you those who are mourning the loss of loved ones this evening, asking, Lord, for your goodness and love to each one of them. Lord, we bring before you those who are dealing with uncertainty uh, through these days, asking, Lord, uh, that as we have just read, that you may give them wisdom, that they may have that real sense of you directing and guiding them through these stormy seas. And Heavenly Father, we want to bring before you those who continue to battle ill health through these days, asking, Lord, that they may know of you being that solid rock that they can stand and know, Lord, uh, of your confidence and assurance in Christ. Heavenly Father, we want to bring before you our church family through these days as well. As we make decisions about uh, starting uh, back in different activities uh, in our church calendar, we pray for wisdom, we pray for leaders to come forth, and we pray, Lord, that you may continue to sustain the work that we do and that we may see the fruit of the gospel working um, through people's lives. That is our longing. Uh, That is what we long to see through uh, our church here in Mavilla. And Lord, we want to bring before you our young people through these days as well. Uh, Lord, as they continue uh, to face great trials, we ask, Lord, that they may have that great awareness of your promises and your goodness to them, Lord. That they may have that awareness, Lord, that they are secure with you and that they may have a joy of tasting and seeing the fruits of Jesus each day. Lord, we long uh, uh, to continue to know of young people coming to trust in you at a young age, to have firm foundations and for their lives ahead. Lord, we bring before you each one, knowing uh, of the rich promises and the joy it is to continue to follow you. And as we have thought about already this evening, as we continue uh, to follow you through these days, Lord, help us know uh, of you drawing us close, of you building our faith up. Help us to exercise that faith that you have given to us so that we may know of those great and lasting promises in all that we do. Lord, We ask all these things now in the gracious and the loving name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Please note also uh, that our small groups are starting back. And if you are not already involved in a small group in the church and you are interested in what it involves or you think you would love to be a part of one, uh, please do contact me uh, just through my email address or my mobile number uh, and I'll get you uh, organised with it or I can give you a little bit more information about the small groups. Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone, and let's finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless.